0: What's up, Georgia Dog Pound? Welcome to another edition of the Middle Georgia Dog Pound Live. I'm your host, Brian. It's Matt. Kevin. What's up, fellas?
1: How we doing, man? We're just having a good time down here at Fall Line, brother. Hey,
0: that's our first live broadcast from Fall Line Brewery, downtown Macon. So glad to have you guys here with us. i uh, got a great show for you this uh, tonight. We're going to be highlighting uh, our brewmaster from Fall Line. Uh, we're gonna be going over the highlights from the Tennessee game and then getting into the Mississippi Bulldogs. We're not the real Bulldogs, of course, but we're gonna be uh getting into that game and talking about uh the the uh issues that we're gonna be facing with the cowbells and the noise factor, and uh hopefully we can we can uh, shed some light on some things that the dogs need to do to pull this one off and get a big win. So uh before without any further ado, because we got our rooster Roll of fall line for you, so you guys get an idea of what where we are and what we're doing.
2: guys Doug here. Doug is the brewmaster here at um, Fall Line. Um, so go ahead and uh, thank you Doug for letting us come here and enjoy the facilities you guys have and everything you guys are going. Um, as we get started everything, go ahead and just tell us a little bit about yourself and what you guys do here.
3: Um, yeah, like you said, I'm the brewmaster here at Fall Line. Uh, we obviously make beer, right? <laughs> right. You know, so uh, we're a small production size, you know, local brewery here on Pump Street in downtown Lake uh, we produce about sixty-five thousand gallons a year, of beer, of and it's distributed throughout the state. of Georgia.
2: So, where are some places locally that we can get? Paul, uh, if we don't come here, any places we can get it? Oh
3: uh, yeah, if you're like in the Macon area and stuff, uh, you know, we're in package stores, restaurants, uh, convenience stores. Uh, you name it. It's good. probably about
2: that's awesome yeah. yeah i remember when we were up in a vacation um in gatlinburg actually in tennessee we actually saw some fall Line, in one of their breweries up there as well so that's pretty cool so um so with that if, if i'm not a fall line if i've never been to fall Line before what are some things that you want to tell me about to get me to come and enjoy your facilities
3: oh yeah um like i said we're located on Plum street downtown bacon which is kind of off the main drag off the Um, we have our tap room here, and we also have a kitchen. And we have a, a really nice beer garden out there. We have a gorgeous fire pit out there that everybody's sitting around tonight, um, especially in the fall. Maybe. And And uh, we have probably anywhere between like 14 to 18 beers on have. Right now, uh, you know, we have a, a menu with a deli sandwich. get deli sandwich,
2: Yeah, so this week is their promotion is uh, a burger week. So we just had a few burgers a little bit ago that was really good. It's the double smash burger, right? Yeah, uh, it was really good. Super smash burger. We got it right. They have tons of of different brews here that they do locally, which is amazing. Uh, We've already had several of them already. Um, The one we tried for that was his favorite that we tried was called the California one, which was awesome. Um, right now, I'm, I'm currently taking on the just fall line uh, lager, which is to me very just solid, good beer for, for everybody to enjoy. Um, so, they have plenty of options for you. And don't think it's just a place for adults, okay? Um, my, my family's here, my, my wife and my kids are here. They're outside playing cornhole enjoying the fire pit. So, there's tons of things you guys can do with your family here. I know we get very centralized in downtown Macon, but it go to Wall Street down on Plum Street, they're here. They have a great facility for everybody. Good family environment. They have music. They have food. They have a, a, you know good um, good brews for adults. It's a good thing to go. So um, for you guys, do you guys have anything weekly or moment that you guys do? Yeah,
3: um, like I said, like this week is the, the, the making burger week that we're competing in, um, and then you know, and then we'll release beers throughout the month. So those are kind of like weekly releases every couple of weeks for these periods, depending on it's ready. Um, and then, you know, like the first Fridays, they'll have the events. Uh, like sometimes we'll have live music. Sometimes like uh, around the holidays we'll have like, they just have the kids' fast like for Halloween and stuff out here in the beer garden and stuff like that. So, just follow
2: us on our social media and that's the best way to keep track. Of- it, it truly is, truly is. So with that, uh, let's talk about some Georgia stuff right now. So you're a Georgia fan. Yes. So, so far throughout uh, the season so far, what is your biggest takeaway that you've enjoyed or you've seen about this dog team so far this year?
3: Oh, it was obviously this past, the win this past weekend, I can just kind of see, of course, you know, how the rankings all shift and everything like that, but it was was nice to see them, you know, kind of, you know, show that they are one team, Exactly.
2: I, I agree. agree. You, 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 would never know. the number, two defense in the entire country. So that's I, I 100% agree with you. If you have a, a a key thing that you think has been the biggest, the biggest uh, influencer for us this year, what would it be? Besides that game, what would be the biggest thing that you have see? that it excites you about this team and the chances for them to a championship? Oh, I, I mean, it's
3: just all the, on the offense, all the different uh, the weapons, you know, the running backs, the receivers, the tight ends, right? You know? I mean, it's like pretty much uh, studs have been
4: past just about anybody on that team that's going right. catch the ball. <laughs> that's right, you're
2: understanding like 20 different receivers throughout the entire team. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. I don't think any team has that entire country. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, thank you guys for uh, for, for viewing us. Uh, once again, thank you, Doug, for being here with us and showing us around and everything. Uh, please come out and support uh, Fall Line. That's the best beer in town. Well, that, thank you, guys. Thank you, Doug. Yeah. Cheers. Right,
5: the Volunteers of Tennessee, 8-0. The Georgia Bulldogs, also 8-0. Bulldogs, also oh. Bennett, pressure coming. Got go away from, one man, got away from one man, and now he's going to tuck it got and go it. One man, and Got the first down, he might have the touchdown. Got the first down, he might have the touchdown. Oh, a rocket. Wow. Oh, a rocket. Wow. And it's still going. But is it going to make the end zone? Oh, and it's still going. is it going to make the end zone? Oh, got the it's end zone he waited too long, go and down he track. goes. He... Play fake. Bennett loads it. Fires to the end zone. McConkey touchdown. One play, six more points for Georgia. Bennett looks left, goes high. Touchdown. Hooker going to go long to the near corner to Tillman, and it's intercepted by Keely Ringo. And took a big shot in the backfield. He's going down. Blitz coming off the corner. Hooker's in trouble. He's going down. Dropped at midfield. A tough time getting there. Try a draw play, and the ball is out, and Georgia's got it. Hooker waiting too long again. Down he goes again. Hooker going down again. Blitz. Hooker going down again. Same blitz. Javon Bullard guess. Hooker thought about running. Now it's too late to run. Down he goes. One more snap. And Georgia goes to 9-0. 6-0 in the conference. 27-13.
6: This is
0: your first time on the show. Make sure that you go to StreamYard.com forward slash Facebook to give permission for StreamYard to show your ID and your comment on the screen. We definitely want to hear from you. Already got a shout-out from Kim Evans. Uh, Bennett is in it to win it again. And also, she says, Brewmaster Doug. So That's right. Great to have you on. The show. we got here with us tonight? Hey, fellas, everybody said, Hey, hey,
6: hey, hey go
0: dogs. dogs. <laughs> right. Love it. Love it. So, we got a lot of good stuff to go over tonight. Make sure that uh, we are covering everything that, uh, that we said we were. Definitely going to get into uh, the win 27 to 13, big win for the dogs. Uh, had 386 yards of total offense. Uh, 256 yards of passing and six sacks. That so we just covered that, uh, but a huge win for our dogs in Sanford Stadium. They showed up, showed out, and uh, the fans definitely took care of business. How about that running game? That's what I'm talking about. That was good. I told
2: you. I will texting you guys beforehand. I said this team, this this defense says that they're only limiting teams 93 point 93 rushing yards a game. I said we're gonna have 90 half halftime. Yeah.
0: Yep. Did we not have like nine like 87 or something in the half It
2: was
1: close.
0: I knew it. It was a lot. Well, we got some highlights. Uh I did run some highlights, but let's run the full game highlights, guys.
5: Goal! Sensible throw in a crowd of traffic. He hits Brock Bowers at midfield on the logo. The graph to kick it away. The kick is in the air and the kick is good from 47. minute in the shotgun play fake goes deep ball down the middle and it is caught. Arian Smith sliding catch against two Tennessee defenders. Great throw there by Stetson getting air under that football and letting Arian go get it. Stetson in the shotgun pressure up the middle. Stetson rolling to the right breaks the tackle. 20, 15. He'll keep it. 10, 5. Goes for the pylon. Did he get it? Stetson's still able to get in. No way they don't overturn this. That's six points. Thorson, boom, 20, kicked it to Melbourne. My goodness, bounces on the 16. Taking a roll into the corner, coffin corner. Wow, what a kick. Third down, six for Tennessee. They're on their own five. Now back to Hooker. He stands in the end zone. Oh, we thrill it. The ball came out. Fight for it. Who's got it? He's on the one. It might be in the end zone. I can't tell. set back is Edwards. Play fake. Roll to the right a little bit. Set and throw. Deep ball for McConkey. He's open. That's a touchdown. He slides into the end zone. He was five yards behind his man. He beat the Dickens out of Slaughter. Slaughter got Slaughter. And McConkey with six. Boy, touchdown, it- Georgia. Bennett with the ball, looks to the left, throws it, back line of the end zone, reaching catch! He got the feet in, touchdown! Marcus Rosamy, Jack St. with a brilliant leaping catch right under the goal post. Boy, and what a throw there by Stetson Bennett. There was all kinds of traffic down there. Stetson throws it high over a Tennessee defender where only his guy can get it. Play fake hooker, deep ball, near sideline, one-on-one. They've intercepted, intercepted going into the end zone. Ringo pulls it away. It's the dog's ball going the other way. We'll have it at the 20. And the ball is out. Georgia will pounce on it. Dog ball going the other way. Third down and 17 for Tennessee as the rain falls harder. Split backfield. Here comes pressure from the edges. We got him again. He went down on the 35. Hooker with pressure, and Bullard's going to get it! Sack number two for Javon Bullard! Tosses it to Edwards with some blocks. Sidesteps one tackle, almost fell to the turf. He cuts back inside toward the hash, gets the first down on a terrific run. And Georgia will win this ball game with eight seconds to go. And right at this moment, Georgia remains undefeated with a 27-13 win.
0: Yeah, so great game, guys! Uh, big win for the dogs in Sanford Stadium. I really, honestly believe that we could have scored more points had the rain not hit. Uh, man, we went to to the straight run mode and protect the football. I mean, you guys saw that. Well, we had two. F- there was two fumbles back to back. Georgia fumbled, Tennessee fumbled. Georgia recovered. Then Georgia turned around and fumbled it right back. So uh, it was definitely hard in there with the rain coming down uh, i feel like that we could have easily dropped at least two more touchdowns on tennessee had uh, had we not had the issues with the rain but what's your takeaways from the game matt
2: i mean i know everyone talks about i mean it's awesome, the defense The defense played their hearts out those guys completely came on the field and said you know we're gonna we're gonna do something no one else has done we're gonna play man to man and we're gonna make them guys throw the ball on us and so I think that's great. I only you know the team has done that so far this year. And so to have those guys who everyone's questioned, oh, we have yeah, fifteen guys going off to the NFL. We have all these people that were leaving, how good is this defense? And they tested us and we showed up and, and went man to man on them and made and yes while you mentioned it last show mm-hmm. that people the quarterbacks have been getting the ball off so fast 2.7 seconds two point yeah, something like that. Every every play having to time to get pressure on the quarterback, the Kentucky, Tennessee can depends on that time um, to make those deep. Yep. So what happens? you give us three seconds, we're going to sack you. Yep. And so that's what happened. Over and Two, over. Yeah, 2.7 seconds, we won't get to you. We'll pressure you. For three seconds, you're mine. Yep. And so I think that was tremendous that it was involved. The crowd was electric. You were there. Yes. Um, and we could put on the TV how electric it was. It was so awesome. And so – I mean the side note, besides the defense playing great, I've never been so excited for a punt in my entire life. Yeah. That, was that awesome. punt really, really set it off for me. I was literally cheering. My my kids were watching me like, why are you caring about a punt? I'm like, you don't understand how great that is. Yep. Um so it was it was really awesome. I mean changing the field is yeah. amazing. Oh yeah. And so it was just a, a good weapon to have that. And he's freshman,
0: it's great. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Talk a little bit about Stetson Bennett, Kevin. I mean, I
1: want to say something about that. He stole my thunder with my defense. Okay. <laughs> That's my defense. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> but yeah.
0: But you got to talk about Stetson Bennett. I mean, he, he took it on the chin, uh, took it personal this game. I feel like with the, the phone calls going out to his cell phone over and over and over, what, 600, 700 phone calls, yep. Yep. he came out to make a point. And uh, for him to come out and drive down the field, that that drive and then score the touchdown himself and hold the fingers up. Yeah, that's good. What, this, is epic? A, this is what
1: I was talking about on our last show. You know, Stetson's got to step up and be the captain, the commander of the offense that we know he can be. We saw it last year. We're seeing it to another degree this year. He stepped it up another level this game. I think this is going to continue on. I think all the Tennessee fans did was basically, uh, you know, light a fire under Stetson Bennett. And, right. and you're going to see.
2: So got
0: to uh, shave that yeah, head. you got to man. When it's he shaved his haircut. head up
1: for Oregon,
2: he was on point. Then we had a little bit of weird, right, up and down. All of a sudden, he shaves, shaves it again before this game. And what happens? He's lighted up again. Right. Even with the rain, he was still lighting it up again. That's my, That's my wife, everybody. My, mom, my wife man. walks by. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, guys, um, I wanted to make sure that I showed the Stetson interview, but I, I called in on a radio show, one of the Tennessee radio shows, and I told them, I said, you guys brought the trifecta. Number one, you had Eric Ainge tweeting out the Stet- that uh, Sanford Stadium is not loud, which it is, and it was twice as loud as it was for the Arkansas game. Then you had uh, the college football playoff committee, moving us from number one to three, and then you had the phone calls going out to Stetson Bennett over and over and over and over. So, it's like pouring gasoline on the fire, and uh, this is what Stetson Bennett had to say uh, about the phone calls he was receiving.
3: Probably six, seven
7: hundred. No kidding. Yeah. Phone calls, not just text. Text, text everything. Put yeah. it on vibrate.
0: Everything. Yeah, I figured out a way to hide them, hide them all so they wouldn't show up. But. What time you feel did that start? On Probably noon. Wow.
6: Yeah,
0: probably. Any I don't
6: messages?
3: Yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot of messages, a lot of them. Did you return any? <laughs> no, no,
0: didn't return any. Just, just on sat on them, that? ate them.
3: Is that kind of
6: thing motivation?
3: I mean, you know, I mean, I, I know that kind of silly stuff happens all the time, but did it light a little fire?
0: I wouldn't say motivation, but it's, it's. Uh, there's probably something there. Yeah. that's going to make some money off of that for sure. Uh, the, the T-shirts and the sweatshirts, the hoodies, already getting printed. Already getting printed. That is for dang sure. Yeah. Well, uh, Kirby had a few things to say about the game, and I'm going to make sure uh, that you guys saw this uh, interview after the game, but I think it was it was epic.
3: Were you able to just
6: send them packing their backs the way that you just
5: did? A bunch of kids that love this place we took zero out of the portal they all love it here they compete their ass off and these fans are elite i'm so proud for this university and these kids they practiced their butt off for two weeks
6: stetson had an incredible game your defense holding that number one offense to terms you're
3: out nolan smith is gone beal gets hurt what can you say about the way that this team performed
5: they played together they stuck to the plan and when you stick to the plan, you got a hell of a chance. Nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. That was our theme. We told them we wanted to play them right here in our box.
7: You hunted them, coach. Congratulations. Thank you. Good dogs.
0: So Kirby immediately, in that in that interview, he mentions that he didn't take anybody out of the portal. Why did he do that? No,
1: it's, it's it's huge. It's a mindset. It's it's you see what all these other teams have been doing. Uh, they're bringing in other teams out of this other team. But they're not bought into the program from day one. You know, these guys that we got here are bought into this program. From day one, they've been brought up under Kirby's mindset. <laughs> He's been able to coach them up, put them under his tutel- tutelage, and develop them the way he wants them to be. To grow that mindset. Grow that team mentality. Um, develop that brotherhood, if you want to say, uh, you know, in that organization. And, and it makes a huge difference right yeah sure. i mean how many
2: guys have gone down now i mean no one's talking about it for georgia i mean injuries upon injuries upon injuries and it's the next guy up yeah true freshmen who are coming in who yes they came in the spring so they got a little bit of time but these guys are coming in and making a difference holding that team the number one team in the country supposedly
1: right. to what they were what they did that's incredible. Right. In that environment. That's and incredible. you got the mindset of he put Nolan Smith on the sidelines as a coach yes. for these guys. So, what does that say? If you got a player that you want to put in there as a coach to coach these guys from the sidelines, what does that say about the mentality that's in, the, yeah. in that
0: program? Yeah, he definitely did it for a point. The point, just like you guys said, come to Georgia. We will develop you, you will get to play. And when the next man goes down, you will be the superstar yes. on the field. Yep. That's that the is. point that he was trying to make. Hey, we're not going to the portal to go get people to take your place. You come to Georgia, we'll develop you, you'll go on the field, and you will play. Um, so let's grab some comments here before I, before I uh, miss it here. we got a few comments. I'm not sure who that is. It's call me best player of the game. Totally agree. <laughs> 100 It was close. It was like 130 something, but it was definitely louder than the Arkansas game. And we went to that game last year, and our eardrums hurt after we left. <laughs> right. Uh, then somebody says, "That's my quarterback." Troy Milton. Troy That's Milton. Him. Okay. Next man. Next man up. Yep. So uh, yeah, it's just a a huge, um, a huge win for the dogs this week, and uh, I cannot wait to see what we're going to do at Mississippi State now big loss in the sec with alabama losing to lsu what did you guys take away from the from that alabama team i mean we've been talking about it i called it at the beginning of the season i'm going to go ahead and point it out i pointed out that we that alabama was going to lose two regular season games did not think it was going to be lsu though but nonetheless LSU at night is different than LSU at eleven o'clock in the afternoon, right? Yeah, we all don't know that. I'm gonna give, that, give you more the accolades. You said it's about
2: discipline. This defense for them, or that offense the, that the, the team in general for Alabama is not as disciplined as they have been in the past. Even in that game, they still got nine penalties for almost 100 yards. Yep. I mean, there's a you do penalties when you're getting beat. Yep. When when you have to hold somebody because you're getting beat. Or you had to put a hand to the face because they're they're pushing you back. When you're getting beats, when you get penalties. Yep. And so um, I think this back to what your point is: they're undisciplined because the, the talent level has dropped off because they haven't developed it. Is it a coaching issue? Maybe I don't know. It could be. But once again, you're Alabama, so you should get the best coaches every year. Who should come to want to come to your school because they know they come they come to you. They're going to be the next step up to, the, to a head coaching job. Yep. So you should be getting the best tier of, of coaches. Yep. So you can't use yep. that as an example. You can't, you can't use that as an excuse anymore. No. That's yep. why I feel
0: like every time
2: well, we have something bad happens, i really goes? Here's another excuse. Yep. Absolutely. Another excuse.
0: Absolutely. And, and I meant to mention this earlier, so I'm going to take a step back. But Fran Brown, our DBs coach, our DBs did not play at this level last year, guys. Fran Brown has developed these kids, and you are seeing the fruits of his labor. Chadero Uzo Daribe, linebackers coach. I nailed that, by the way. (laughs) You did. You nailed that. Linebackers coach. He's like 27 years old. These guys love him. He's developing these linebackers. It showed in this game. They came in, made an impact. When we our starters were not in there, Robert Bill wasn't in there for half the game. Nola Smith wasn't in there for the whole game. These guys showed out. So kudos to them. Back to Alabama, um, it's showing up. I told you it was going to show up. They're undisciplined. number one game that they were undisciplined at was Texas. We talked about it with the horns down. biggest disrespect you can do in, in Texas is the horns down, and they were doing it, and Coach Saban tells them to stop that crap, and they kept doing it. We knew at that point that this was a different Alabama team, and it has continued that way, and I don't see it changing unless they change the culture there. Um, They don't practice like the dogs do. The kids are not bought in like the dogs are. And I think the tide is turning. Punal words. I think of people are asking, why we're
2: talking about uh, about, uh, Alabama on our show is because the recruits they would get are now going to come to us. That's right. We're going to get those recruits that they've been topping out on are now going to come to us because they see that even when we have 15 guys go to the NFL, we don't miss a step the next season. It is going to be that way moving forward. It's going to be 8 to 15, 16. At some point, I have no – I have no, no – I have all confidence in the world that eventually at some point, we're going to break another record when it comes to the NFL, or it's going to be 16 guys.
0: Probably right. Yep, I totally agree. Now, you guys uh, – we watch a lot of uh, funny videos about Alabama and, and uh, about their fan base. But there's one comedian. His name is Funnymane Johnson, and he put this video out this week, and I wanted to make sure that I showed it to you guys. Uh,
7: they know. So everybody's saying the dynasty's over, right? <laughs> Alabama had a one-point loss in overtime one of the hardest stadiums in the SEC to play at, and they lost by a field goal at Neyland Stadium, one of the better teams Tennessee has ever had. And that means the dynasty is over? Nah, man. That just means these guys are not playing to their potential. But. How can you play to your potential when your defensive and offensive coordinators ain't giving you the tools to do it? But with every job there are certain responsibilities. Since Nick Saban has been at Alabama, every year other teams try to pull this top assistants away from the program. They're all being head coaches and coordinators in the NFL and in college. Have y'all heard about anybody trying to pull these two current coordinators away? No? Okay, cool. That speaks volumes. Where is the tenacity? Where is the fight? Where is the dominant mentality in this team? And if they just start this year, we had struggle games last year. This has been going on for far too long. Hey, I give credit where credit is due. LSU, you played a good game, you deserve to win. But y'all are only three seasons removed from a national championship. Now y'all storming the field for winning games in Death Valley at nighttime? I don't know. It seems like y'all used to expect to win these games. Now you surprised you did it. Oh, Tennessee, you were indeed having a great season. Y'all were ranked number one for one week, then had to go on the road and you got pumped and scored over thirty points less than your season average, and had the nerve to say we need to be humble. <laughs> We've been doing this for 15 seasons. You could not survive seven days with the number one ranking. Y'all were the seven-day dynasty. So maybe next time when you beat the king, don't think you the new king. Next time, just shh and don't pollute rivers. Georgia Bulldogs, let me give y'all my honest opinion. Salute to you for playing good football. Y'all literally play the kind of football that we were used to Bama playing. tenacious, you're physical, you show up to win, you deserve to be the reigning national champions. Said it, and I meant it. Uh. So, uh, yeah,
0: I think that says it all there, guys. There is nothing else more to say. And uh, for a Bama comedian to be admitting that this is not the Alabama of old, uh, definitely uh, says a lot about where we are as a program. Um, I'm not ready to say that the Saban dynasty is over yet, but uh, it's not going in the right direction. It, it definitely it. It's definitely faded. It's faded for real. He's not the only one that noticed that. You know, Greg McElroy, former
1: uh, quarterback for Alabama, uh, he noticed it. He yep. even said something about it this week on his show, uh, you know, that, it, that they're missing the, the, the things that they've got going on in that program right now. When he was playing, would not fly, you know. And, and you know, he's talking about the helmets off in practice. Um, you know, dancing when you make a big play. He's like, "No, get up, go back to the huddle, and get back to it. This game is not over. Go play." And these are the big things that are missing right now. And it's, uh, I think, it goes right back to what you were talking about, Brian. Uh, it's a lack of discipline, complete lack of discipline on this program. They don't take uh, Nick Saban seriously. And I think that also goes back to all these transfer players coming in and they bring in that mindset from other teams with them. Me,
0: not we. Right.
1: Right. Exactly. It's all about me. That's right.
0: So, uh, let's transition on over to the Mississippi State game. Got a lot to talk about, but i want to run that trailer, and then we'll get get on it head on.
7: Anytime you're playing against um, an SEC team away, of course, it's going to be a great atmosphere. game. It's going to be a tough game. It's a different environment. It's uh,
5: it's like a, it's like a fair, man. They got everybody outside. They're having a hell of a time. You're gonna roll in. You're in their space, and they're gonna try to intimidate you every way possible, um, cowbells included. And you, won- you got to win on the grass.
2: You know, one thing about leech teams is they tend
5: not to flinch. They're gonna know what they're doing. They're gonna be able to endure adversity. This is about us. This is our love for each other. 2015, he'll keep it 10. 5 goes for the pylon, Steps up in the pocket. Oh my goodness, we follow him hole. And it is caught. Arian Smith. Deep ball from McConkie, He's open. That's a touchdown. He slides into the end zone. Oh, we real it! The ball came out. One-on-one. They've intercepted! Intercepted going into the end zone. Keely Ringo.
0: So Mississippi State. Going to be playing in Starkville, guys, 7 o'clock on Saturday night. Uh, It's going to be a tough game. Going to be cold over in Starkville. Uh, We're not only going to be fighting the fans and fighting the team, you're going to be fighting the cowbell. If you guys don't know anything about Mississippi State, Mississippi State thrives on the cowbell noise. Everyone has their own cowbell. There's companies out there that will customize your cowbell to however you want to have it printed. Uh, You can have your name put on it, your wedding date, Whatever you want on it, they'll put it on there and ship it out to you. Go check it out; it's pretty <laughs> hilarious. But they they believe in more cowbell—that is for dang sure. Uh, this is their their mascot. It's also a bulldog. Uh, this this particular bulldog is called Jack. He's Bully uh, Twenty-One. Uh, there've been like twenty-one mascots to serve as Bully, uh, but this one goes by Jack. So uh, pretty pretty cool. Uh, we love the bulldogs, but. Uh, there's only one real bulldog, and that's Uga, right? Yes, that's right. right. So Mike Leach, the pirate, he's gonna the, the head coach of uh, Mississippi State. He's been a, been around for a while as offensive coordinator throughout the Midwest. There he was at, and he was at Kentucky for a while, and Oklahoma, and then he, his longest stint was there at Texas Tech. Uh, that's where I remember him the most. In Washington State, of course, and now he's uh, he's here at Mississippi State. Brings a spread style offense that's hard to defend that is for sure but uh let's get into the offense matt tell us a little bit about what to expect from uh from the offense side of the ball so we have you know the, the everybody
2: knows is will uh, will rogers uh, so will rogers had a, a an excellent season last year they got through for over four thousand yards last year this year he's not as as efficient as he was last year He still got 29 uh, 100 yards and he'll probably still not max what he did last year but he's got um 26 touchdowns and five interceptions which is improved versus versus last year's stats um so we're still going to see the air raid um they like to think that they run the ball a little bit they don't run as, as much as they need to so we see um his stats here at almost 3,000 yards 26 touchdowns three interceptions. Uh, is, is, uh, is, Completion rate is not as good as also as well as last year's, which is surprising because we looked at um, the, the the prelim of this year and they had the most returning starters on offense, and so we thought they're going to be even better, more efficient. And they had those those that roller coaster ride of the offense where I mean, some games they look like they're world beaters, and then saying they look like they're Auburn, so you don't know what you're going to get. When um, we go to the running backs, we got two running backs to look at. We got Johnson, and we got Mark. Um, Johnson, they're both, the guys are both around what, 400 yards. So Johnson's around 406 yards, and then you have uh, Mark, who's around 357 yards. Uh, Mark has more touchdowns, which means we're, we're going to see him in the red zone moving the ball around a lot. Uh, but these guys, that's really all they have is these, these two running backs. Um, so if we can, once again, same like we did last week, if we control the running game, force him into one-dimensional, we'll, we'll see the same kind of outcome we saw last week. We get the receivers. It's something that we see a lot of them as we would see in Georgia. They spread the ball around a lot to a bunch of different receivers. Um, I highlighted four of the receivers they have. Um, we have uh, Thomas, Ducking, uh, Harvey, and Griffin. The first receiver is Thomas here, 540 yards, uh, five touchdowns. He averages the ball about 15 yards per catch. So they're going to be the, the key receiver for them is going to be this guy right here. Um, Ducking. Uh, he's about almost 400 yards, eight touchdowns. So once again, red zone inside the 15. This guy's the guy they're going to target if they if they get that close to the end zone. Uh, and then you got get, uh, Harvey, which is about the same kind of 356 yards, two touchdowns. N- not as much in the red zone, but more about opening, and spread, spreading the ball out in the middle of the field. Um, and you got Griffin here, um, 333 yards. He's still averaging a good amount of yards. Uh, size. Is is not what you would think typically for a wide receiver, but one's going to open space kind of guy. You're gonna see a lot of these short um slants, short uh you know 15. I'm sorry, uh 10 to 15 yard passes. So if we can do what we did last week and we can get those tackles made. Um back to those key points. So the last week I gave you five points a week we need to do to win the game, and one of them was tackle. We did that amazing, and even Gary Danielson, of all folks, said it in his broadcast. Mm-hmm that Georgia was making tackles. We didn't give them extra yards. We caught the ball, we tackled him. These teams thrive on moving the ball, breaking a tackle, and running 20 yards. So if we continue that same kind of premise, put those guys on an island, and then make our defensive line work, we will see the same results we did last
0: week. I like it. I like it. Kevin, bring us up speed on the defense, man. What you got? Well, I got
1: uh, several uh, highlighted folks here. Uh we got, uh, first off, is a linebacker, uh, Nathaniel Watson. Uh, he's a senior, uh, 6'2", 240, uh, and number 14. Uh, this guy, is he's leased uh, Mississippi State and tackles 78 tackles total. Uh, he's got four sacks, the second best on the team, one force fumble and one interception. Um, this guy, he, he really gets after the quarterback prides himself on chasing down the quarterback, um, putting pressure on him. So we, we've got to make sure that uh, Stetson is uh, pressure-free when it comes to uh, Watson. Um, he likes to cause trouble in the passing game. Uh, this guy, he really, when he hits the line, he's, he can shed blocks uh, pretty easily. Um, went back and looked at some highlights of the LSU game and uh, – he really got after their quarterback. Uh, and having a mobile quarterback in that game was very beneficial because he get in the backfield. And that's one thing that they would, <clears throat> the, the defensive line was spread open and the quarterback would run through. Um, second off is a safety, uh, Colin Duncan, a uh, six foot 210, um, his senior, number 19. Now he's got 42 tackles, two sacks, two forced fumbles, four passes deflected. Uh, this he uh, Duncan likes to get uh, physical in coverage. Uh, he's very handsy. Gets in there, tries to rip the ball away, causes uh, issues with the receiver, causes fumbles, uh, and uh, just disrupts uh, the plays. Um, second or third is uh, Tyrus Wheat. Uh, he's a linebacker, 6'2", 240 senior. Uh, he's number two is uh, forty-two tackles. That's the fifth best on the team. Uh, five sacks, which he leads the team in sacks. Uh, two passes deflected. Um, he likes to come off the edge and blitz. Uh, he can drop back cover and pass coverage. Um, he's got a high motor, uh, he's very relentless and aggressive uh, in his uh, coverage. Uh, uh, fourth is Emmanuel Forbes. um He's the corner, the junior. Six-foot, 180, number 13. Uh, he's, he's got 24 tackles on the season, uh, five interceptions. Uh, he leads the nation uh, in interceptions, by the way. Uh, so Stetson Bennett's got to be very, very aware not to throw to this guy. Uh, be careful when you throw to it. Make sure you got your receiver open. Uh, and don't, don't force that because he's got good hands. He will take the ball away. Uh, he's got two touchdowns on those interceptions for the year, um, one against Kentucky and once one against A and M. Uh, so, and he's also had seven passes deflected. So he can get in in get his hands in there, and get physical um, with whoever he's covering. Uh, he, so you got Stetson's got to watch out for this guy, not make any uh, careless throws, any mistakes. Um, and our last uh, player is. Randy Charlton is a defensive end, senior, 6'3", 270. He's number five. Uh, he's got 23 tackles on the season, three sacks, one forced fumble. And that forced fumble came against Alabama. Uh, so these are all just a few that we've got to watch out for. But, you know, my overall synopsis of going back and watching these guys play, um, you know, main game I went back and watched was LSU. I guess because I feel like that's who we're going to see in the SEC championship game. These guys, they tend to open up a lot of running lanes for the quarterback to get into. Um, they over pursue. They open up, and when they come around to get the quarterback, there's nobody to close that gap that the the ends or the linebackers create coming around to get the quarterback, and the quarterback just blasts through. So that's a that's a weakness that they have. I mean, they're they're ranked. Uh, 74th overall in the nation against the run, uh, allowing 150.6 yards per game, Hmm. and uh, these are some of the things that I feel like that Georgia can expose and take advantage of. Yep, absolutely. Um, uh, They they uh, trying to find they got the number 46 ranked defense overall, so that goes back to the point of I, I feel like. Georgia plays the game that we had against Tennessee, and we know they're capable of playing the command, the offense, sets commands, the offense. It shouldn't have any trouble driving down the field
0: and scoring on this defense. Totally agree, man. Totally agree. Let's get into our week 11 matchups, and then we're going to jump back in here and talk about what the keys are going to be for the Georgia uh, football team to win in Starkville and uh, what it is. It's going to take for us to pull off a huge one there and and get it done. So, our first game that we were going to cover is Alabama at Ole Miss. Now, this is the one that I thought was going to be the upset. What do you guys think? I go first. Go for um, it.
2: Alabama is thirty-seven and one versus uh, after a loss, so they're not losing this game. <laughs> done.
0: Uh, but is this is this the Alabama of old?
2: Ole Miss has no defense. Uh, same, same old offense. Ole, Ole Miss team defense.
0: I like it. I like it, Kevin. What you think? I
1: am going to disagree with that. I think this is the game. Another game that Alabama chokes on. I think it's going to be a close, hard-fought game because they are playing. They are playing in Ole Miss, and I think it's going to be a close one. Uh, 38-35. What's
0: game time for this one?
1: It is three thirty.
0: Oh. Okay. All right, let's see what our dog pound crew thinks. Uh, what do you guys think over there? Alabama?
4: Alabama by ten. I like it.
0: I like it. 10. You going Ole Miss?
2: Oh Hunter uh, Ivy. But why? Why? Why, <laughs> why is Ole Miss? <laughs> okay, that's a good. Answer. I like
4: it.
0: Okay. Yeah. I like it. I like it. All right. Next game, guys. Next game is TCU at Texas. Matt, Matt, what you got on this one, buddy? Once again,
2: this game will take four, like between four and a half to seven hours to play. (laughs) Um, Texas. I don't... <laughs> That's a hard TCU, one. TCU... I pick this game because TCU always... TCU always looks like crap the first half and second half and somehow winning the game. Texas is that team that looks like trash the first half and eventually wins a the game. So these two are like almost like mirror images of, of each other. But I just don't like... I just don't... I don't like Texas. I'm sorry. I just don't like Texas. But I think it'll be a super close game. They'll come down to last possession... I think TCU will, will escape out of victory by, like, two points. I got it. But they may lose, which would be great because <laughs> they get them off the, out of the playoff. I but I want them
1: in the playoff because I want to play them.
0: Kevin, what do you think? Buddy? Well,
1: once again, I disagree with Matt. <laughs> I said, this is going to be one of those games. It is at Texas. It's a night game. Wow. These fans are going to be rowdy. They're going to be fired up. They're going to be ready to play. They're going to want this game because TCU is number what? – what is it? They're number two? No, four. 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 They're number four. They're number four. So, Texas is going to want this game. They're going to want to prove themselves. Texas has had a couple big wins. I mean, they throttled Oklahoma 49 to nothing. So, you can't throw them – you gotta throw them a bone somewhere. Yeah. Um, they almost beat Alabama too. They should have beat Alabama. TCU's been, been waiting. For,
2: that. TCU's been waiting for a loss for weeks now. Yeah.
1: They escaped losses so, for
2: weeks now. So at so, some point they're gonna get one.
1: So we could debate this for, for a while, but I'm Texas winning this game
0: thirty-six to twenty-eight. I like it. I like it. Mm-hmm. I missed some comments here. Madison says I'm hoping he'll miss, but I think Alabama will come back with five fire under their butts and then uh let's see kenalon says thirty five twenty bama let's see kenalon says Texas by three over TCU I like it I like it all right dog pound crew what you what do you guys think over there?
4: See, no, the of
3: it. I uh mean, am I I'm um, I'm actually gonna to say TCU twenty three twenty. I
4: like it.
6: I like it.
2: Going to get more pressure as a as a as the years go on. They're going to get more pressure, more pressure from their teams. Yes, Washington's not is not the caliber they are, but they they're still what, a seven and two team, so they have a chance to knock them off. Um Do I think they will? No, I I I think uh, Oregon will continue their their streak of playing great in the Pac-12 Flag Football League, and then um it'll be it'll, we'll meet them again in the playoffs.
0: Yeah. I like it. Yeah, I think Oregon's going to take this one too. Uh, Ken Lalonde says the Ducks are going to steamroll Washington for sure. Totally agree. Totally agree. All right, this one's interesting. South Carolina at Florida Gators. Matt, what you think, bud?
2: So one again, another reason why I picked this, I uh, picked these these guys is because this is a game where I mean they're. Both very middle like teams, right? You don't know who's really going to show up. Is it going to be the, the South Carolina team that beat, beat Kentucky, or is it going to be the South Carolina team that sucks against Georgia? So you don't know what you're going to get. And same thing with Florida, right? Part of this, these teams, they, they battle. They do. They battle every time they're at home. So, but really, my heart says South Carolina. My head says Florida. So I'm going to go with South Carolina because I want them to show up. But. Spencer Rattler is horrible. He's going to blow the game for them, but I'm still going to go South Carolina.
0: I like it, Kevin. What you think, bud? All right, this South Carolina
1: and Florida both coming off a loss and a win. So you got a loss, then a win. Um, I think that this is going to. They're also playing down in the swamp, which is going to be a difficult environment. Um, It's a dump. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, it's still going to be loud. It's still going to be. Aggressive, uh, but I think this actually means something more to South Carolina because of the way their program has been hitting. I think that Shane Beamer will have them ready to play this game. I think South Carolina pulls up the upset, pulls off the upset in a close one. I got them 34 32. Where are they at on, on
2: no. Who, South Carolina?
1: They're
2: both at five and like five and three. I'm not 100% certain. Okay, is it, is, is it this for, like, bowl eligibility? That could be a big game because yeah, it's bowl eligibility. Sure could.
0: Sure All hey, right, Dog Pound Crew, what you guys think? I like it. South
4: Carolina? I'm on for the duck season. That means South Carolina has a lot of ducks.
6: stuff
4: going What do you think, dear man? The <laughs> oh, I like, I I it. I
6: like it. I like it. I like it. I
0: don't like it. You're but, good. But, you know, You're bad.
6: good. I got you. Good
0: deal. Good deal. All right. On to our next game here: Texas A&M at Auburn is the. That's a great
1: one right there. It's it's,
0: it's the piss poor bowl. <laughs> it's,
1: it's the, the under bowl. underachiever bowl
2: of all. It's, so I so I picked this game because it is, which team is the biggest dumpster fire out there, right? And I, honestly, I. I feel a little sympathy towards to Auburn, right? Because at least they, they don't have a coach, you know. Cadillac.
1: Well, you got Cadillac. They not got a
2: real coach, okay? Has a, they don't have a real leader <laughs> to lead them versus Texas a who has a real high-paid, ninety thousand, nine thousand nine million dollars a leader. So, man, it's just was it worth
1: the money?
2: <laughs> I'm going. I'm going Auburn. I think they can score more points.
1: I like it. Yeah. Kevin, uh, the last five games for both teams—that is a lot of L's. I mean, a lot of L's. There's not even a W there. The last five games for either team. So it's like, who can lay an egg the least? Uh it, that's what's going to win in this game. It's a night game. It's at Auburn. I'm going to take Auburn 32 to
0: 28. I like it. Ken Laline says, "I see." The transfer portal for a lot of A and M's team. Yeah, I do too, too, buddy. They're hitting it. they're gonna be hitting it hard. All those five stars. That's right. Can we just uh, tell you what we like. Yeah, man. I'm fixing to bring you on. Hold on just a second. <laughs> All, All right, right. go. I'd like a tape and
6: I'd like a catalytic
4: little rock. Oliver, I have to go. <laughs> Oliver. am. <laughs> <Oliver. laughs> Yeah, that, that's, that, that's a lot of L's. That's a lot of I like it. Matt, what you think, bud? <laughs> I know,
1: right?
0: Good deal, good deal. So the game that everybody wants to talk about
1: hold on, you got another comment. That says uh, Auburn Auburn wins if they score 30 points. If not, then A M wins. Mm, okay.
2: So the first 30 points wins. (laughs) I like it. I
0: like it. All right, so the game we want to talk about, the game of the week, the dogs versus the dogs in Starkville. Matt, give me your prediction, my friend.
2: So we're going to Starkville for sure. And so like you mentioned before, the the cowbells are the one distraction. They don't have nowhere near as many as capacity as we normally have. I think they're around, what, 70-ish. Maybe 80 max. The Cowboys as the 10,000. I guess. Um, I think we're going to see a lot of early movement with them because they are. I mean, they are a, a veteran team. They have 17 returning starters. They have some history there. It's going to be a night game. They're going to have a little bit of motion, so we're going to see a little bit of early on uh, Missouri game, in my opinion. First half maybe within seven ten points, but I think the second half we burn them on experience, and I think it becomes where it becomes that separation between them. So I'm going to go ahead and you know, of course, say Georgia. Even though pre-limit for this season, I will go ahead and say this was the this was the game I said Georgia would lose.
0: Yeah, I did too. Because this was a trap game
2: because it would be the trap game versus our middle linebackers would be str- circled. but Johnson, Thomas Johnson, and Munden have really impressed me more about uh, Johnson's impressing more than anybody else. Yep, that joker, he's a warrior. He literally puts a helmet on like it is like watching Gladiator. That joker puts <laughs> a helmet on and he's coming out with mean, I mean, you watch the game. The guys guy's trying to high-five him for a for a, a good play. He's like, no, leave me alone. I'm playing. Yep. I'm playing. The guy's, he's focused. I love it. So um, I'm going to say, so Georgia still scores, um, I'm going to say
1: 42-13. I like it.
6: Kevin? Hmm. Yeah.
1: This, I, I don't know why y'all were even worried about this game at the beginning of the season. I was never worried about this game. Y'all know it. I told you both. I was the only one. I was the only one. For some reason, I'm getting shamed over here in the <laughs> sidelines. But I was not worried about this game. We're going into this t- this game, and we were facing the number 46 ranked defense. They have. They are ranked not. Ni- they are ranked 94th overall penalties they have 63 penalties overall this season they uh, they're facing one of the top the offenses in the country i don't know why everybody's not realizing that georgia has one of the top ranked offenses in the country i think we're in the top five yeah we're in the top five i know so this is going to be one of those games where Discipline is going to matter, and we've all seen that Georgia can step up. They play disciplined football. They don't get dumb penalties, and when they do, somebody, mainly the whole team steps up, fills the gap, overcomes those penalties. That's what you're going to see. You're not going to see a a penalty-ridden game. Um, I think Georgia goes out in this game. They dominate. They, once again, will dominate the line of scrimmage Both sides of the ball, just like we did against Tennessee. Um, uh, We'll take the crowd of the game early on. We'll run up the score in the first half. Half the stadium will be gone and we'll win
0: this game. It's going to be 38 to 3. I like it. I like it. Dad says 55 to 23. I like that. Ken Lalonde says the real dogs, 36, 36, the pups, 17. I like that too. All right, let's get our dog pound crew in here. What you guys have to say? All right. I say, Will Rogers, I mean, I know he's, a, he's an
6: experienced quarterback in the league. Leagues in SEC and now passing. Uh, I say that
4: they've been in the early. Traditionally, we start the season. We have been slow to get started. And I say, don't force all. 35 17 I like it. I like it. The dogs. The dogs are gonna win. they gonna fight the party. I hold your wins 52 6. Wow. Hey! Wow. Throw it out there. Just drop it going. Dick, what kind of prediction you got on the dogs this week? They're gonna show up. Yeah, <laughs> I
1: That.
0: I like it a lot. Well, guys, keys to the game, man. It's that time. What's your key to the game? Matt?
2: Me. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with it. With this kind of offense, we have to tackle first. When they make their little dinky little five, seven-yard passes, we need to tackle. And with that, playing that one, the man-on-man of secondary allows him to eventually – uh, sack of the quarterback at least three times this week. I know Em has been giving us a hard time for not making sacks. I think we're going to see more sacks this week. I think we're going to see three. And I would love to see Nick's prediction with three interceptions. That'd be amazing. Because at some point when we we have to, when we
1: get score up so high, they're going to start going deep, and we're yep. going to start picking yep. them off.
0: Yeah. Yep. I like it.
1: Kevin. Well, I think I've already covered it, but I'm going to say it again. down the low sides of the ball just pummel them into submission. That's what we did to Alabama. I mean, that's what we did to Tennessee. Uh, we pummeled them into submission. By the time they, that game was over, Henning Hooker was face down, his
7: hands on his
1: knees, depressed, just distraught, didn't know what to do, didn't know what hit him. I think that's what we need to do, is just dominate the line of scrimmage. That white jersey was, was green. Yes. I loved it. It was completely yeah. green. It does. Come on, everybody. Alright.
0: Key to the game. Key to the game. What's your key to the game?
2: My key to the game? Yep. Same thing Tennessee because Mississippi State has an air raid offense.
3: Have I love it. Two pressure, Laura <laughs> Rogers. Win the line of scrimmage. Georgia gets seven seconds. I like
0: it. I like it. I, like it? I don't really
3: have much to add to uh, Hunter's uh, explanation there. I think, yeah, just consistency is the key. Uh, we keep, uh, we, we dominate a line of scrimmage. Uh, we play sound uh, sound football. I mean yeah this is a this is a pretty easy game so
0: I like it. Keys to the game, John. John tackling space. I like it. I like it. Doug! Our brewmaster. Defense. I like it, man. Defense, I like right. it. Right. Hey final right. thoughts. Anybody got any final thoughts? We'll send it off right then. Make sure our music is playing. It is. Fantastic. Hey, guys, we are going to take it to Starkville, take care of the miniature pups. We're going to bring it back home with a big win. The dogs are going to clinch this week when we take out Mississippi State. And it's going to be a big one. and I can't wait to be back in the SEC Championship because I think we can knock out the LSU Tigers in the SEC Championship this year. So I'm Brian, the Dog Pound Crew let